This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Catch the Pulse this Thursday at 1.30 Eastern Time here on AMI-audio, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time. This week, Joita talks to Helen Rice of Siblings Canada about their new course, Savvy Siblings, strengthening the financial security of uh, your sibling with a disability. That's the Pulse this Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time here on AMI-audio, available as well as a podcast and on YouTube. Ramya Muthan with Kelly McDonald. Lots to talk about in the world of kitchens and cooking and maybe even the world of Halloween. Let's bring on Mary Mamaliti of Kitchen Confessions. If you're like me, the kitchen is your favorite room in the house. I'm Mary Mamaliti, here with a handful of goodies from my kitchen, including food trends, cooking tips, and of course, some delicious recipes. A handful of conversations we've had this year leading up to Halloween that have been so fun and talking with Leanne Barda a couple weeks ago on the show um, about pumpkins, what to do with pumpkin, Gets all, get all, you know, family friendly with the activities you can do. And then she touched a little bit on what we're going to highlight mostly today, which is what to do with your festive gourd, the Halloween pumpkin after Halloween. So enter Mary Mamaliti two days after Halloween to tell us what to do with these pumpkins, the decor, the jack-o'-lanterns, it's over, Mary. So what do we do now? Oh, I mean, aside from dusting off your Christmas decor <laughs> and getting that ready. Yeah. There and aside so from eating things. all the candy and the chips, which we already talked about yesterday. Oh, I think yeah, I yeah. ate one and I gave out one and then I ate one. I think yeah. it was always just one for one. Of course, of course. Oh, well, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're pretty generous. One. Yeah. <laughs> to myself. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> actually, three, three, no, we three did. one. We did. We had quite a bit of uh, kids come, nice. which was do, so do fun to it? see. Like, you know, kind of like doorbell rings, like some people will say, do you count the doorbell rings? Because obviously you get two, four, 12 kids at once. You you, you know, you, you can't sit there, one, two, three. But do you ever count how many times that doorbell rings? Actually, we sit on the porch. All and right. because I can't oh. see the bags, I'm right. usually the one that sits beside Frank while he kind of hands them out. And I'm the, I'm the queen of, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you kids are welcome. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> or yelling trick or treat or, you know, yeah. I'm usually the sidekick. But nice. we had, I mean, we usually count by the amount of chocolates or candy or chips that we give out. Um, and I think we lost count after 80. Oh, that's pretty. You know, that's great because I've been hearing a lot in my neighborhoods about the lack of uh, children trick or treating. So I'm glad that you had so many. Less oh, yeah, there were so many more after that, but guaranteed we know we hit 80 for sure. Okay, good, Mary, good, I'm going to make you end up speaking so fast to do this segment, but I'm dying to I ask know. a question here. Uh, when you were a kid, were you lucky enough to have a neighborhood where you basically could just go out the door, turn to the left or right, and start trick-or-treating within, like, 30 feet? Yes. Yeah, yes, and every second was door beautiful. was a relative. Oh, oh, that's that's even better. Yes. Wow. So, yeah, right. so we got extra treats, and then Italian we knew that there was one street. And- it was all happening. Yeah, we were young. Espresso was being doled out. Yes. But... Yeah, go home now. Stay up all night. Right? Yeah. And there's always that one street that you know that they're giving out the big chocolate bars, the full size. Oh. 
And that's where we would hit, right yep. at the end, when our bags were just, like, loaded. Such mm-hmm. a different time back then. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway. I know. Okay. But we want to talk about pumpkins and what to do with them. So, like I said, Halloween's over. Um, and we're all getting ready for a new decor, holiday decor, the next one. So what do we do with them? There are a couple of ways. I've, I've picked out five of my favorite ways to either reduce, reuse, or recycle these pumpkins. Okay. One thing I learned over the years is, did you know that you can donate your pumpkin? So I didn't know this. After Halloween, you can donate them. Um, what I suggest you do, though, is do your research. So Google, find a place that will accept them. Call ahead of time. Make sure that they still are accepting. They may have drop-off spots um, that are accepting donations because you don't just want to assume and then drop them off. So organizations that accept leftover pumpkins, they're usually zoos, animal shelters, farms, um, community gardens. But again, call and make sure that they're accepting it. Um, because a lot of them, I mean, the garden, the community gardens will be grateful for the compost material. Animal snacks are always welcomed. But what I do want to mention is Ontario Parks issued a, a statement, and they, they wanted everyone to know. How, they, they've basically asked everyone, do not, please do not dump their pumpkins in parks or conservation areas. You have to call. Yeah. And the reason why they do this, and I mean, it seems harmless enough, but leftover seeds, they'll eventually grow into plants. Yeah. And then those plants, they take up space and resources that other plants need to survive. And then over time, they replace the natural food source of animals and they become problematic and invasive species. So you don't want that to happen. And that's why they try and control it. And they say, call ahead, please. How'd you get this so, pumpkin patch in the middle of Central right, Park? Right. How did that happen? <laughs> um, so next one, number two, you can eat most pumpkins. Just make sure that they're clean, uncarved, untouched by animals. Um, there's no paint on them because the paint, it, it may seem like there's, you know, it's harmless or some will say it's water-based. There are still toxins in it that can seep into that pumpkin. You don't want any of that. So make sure that they're nice and clean and healthy pumpkins. Also, um, so you're talking, you've used it in that sense. It's been sitting out there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I would make me nervous, but like you say, you know, you're not, it's not like the thing's out there for three months first. It's not. I mean, and they're on pumpkin patches, right? So they're right. out in the open. I mean, if you're doing something like I do this every year, I do like a little harvest kind of theme thing on my porch. We have some pumpkins out, different shapes, different textures, different colors. It's very, it's just a whole lot pumpkins. of textural. They're nice whole mm-hmm. pumpkins. Yeah. Whole pumpkins. Yeah. I make sure that there's nothing on them. If even when you're picking your pumpkin, if you see that there's a little nick in them, that will mold over over time. Yeah. So you don't want any of that. Um, so just make sure that they're nice and, and healthy pumpkins before you start yomping into them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, use the seeds. The seeds are healthy snacks. Right, so you want to get those seeds out, roast them up. I know someone's going to probably say no way, but yes, they are good. They are. They taste delicious. Yeah, I used to do it all the time um, as a kid. Loved it. Right, it's one of my favorite things to do. Yep. And I got actually a couple of ways to to get them out really quickly. But you can snack on those. You just want to, or you can make um, pumpkin puree from these pumpkins. You just want to zhuzh it up a little bit. So what I mean by zhuzh it up, roast them up and then puree it. Because it's right, and then puree and give that little bit of extra something to it. You can add a little spice, keep it in your freezer. I like putting them in freezer bags, flattening them out. So I'll pre measure out a cup or two, 
put it in a freezer bag, flatten out the freezer bag, seal it up. So it's nice and flat. It doesn't take up space in your freezer. And when you thaw it, because it's so thin and it's not a blob of yeah. pumpkin puree, it thaws out very quickly. Okay. Next. So basically, I would say the conversion would be like a six pound carving pumpkin. That'll give you approximately two and three quarter cups of puree. So it's a little more than that standard can of pumpkin puree, but it's so good. You made it yourself. You use that pumpkin. It's delicious. Give it a try. If that's not your thing, move on to number three, compost it. So pumpkins, they make a great addition to your compost pile. It's because they're mostly water. So they decompose quickly, but it'll go even faster if you break them apart first. So break that up, put it in your compost. Beautiful. You can actually even turn this into, oh, I know some parents are not going to like me saying this. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it may be a fun family activity where you get everyone and want to smash them. I don't know, but maybe if you're having a rough day, that's great for you. <laughs> Release some of that excess energy. But um it would be. It would be a lot of fun. And I'm sure you wouldn't have to look far for participants. No, to get smash the baseball bat and you get your own fall classic. And that's the thing, right? There's the before, during, yeah. and after with family pumpkin fun. Because before, you're doing all the digging and the blah, blah, blah in the jack-o'-lantern exactly. making. And then there's the after. To, to carry it all the way through families. Exactly. And if your neighbors <laughs> look at you weird, just invite them over. Give them a bat. Right. So go at it. Yeah. Better than the rage like room. <laughs> pumpkin composting. Okay. Again, it's pretty simple. Just remember, like we mentioned before, remove the seeds because you don't want that root to, in the pile. You don't want them to root in the pile. Um, that, oh, number four. I love this one because turn it into a soup. Pumpkin bread. Mm -hmm. Oh, pumpkin um, bread. Wow. Right? There's so many uses for that uh, puree. Then number five, if you're ready to throw away those Halloween pumpkins, like the ones, the jack-o'-lanterns, the ones that we've carved, that we've had our fun with, that didn't come out right. The ones that we've carved, um, <laughs> all the scraps go in your yard waste bag or your green bin. Can you, can you put anything, I know we were talking a little while ago, remove the seeds now. You, can, is there a use for someone putting that in their garden? Does it have anything or is it just a place for it to kind of, as you say, it's mainly water. It'll just and be gone. Oh, yeah. You can bury it in your garden. Is, is, there, is it helpful to the garden in any way? Does Absolutely. It, yeah, it adds okay. all those minerals, those nutrients right. into your soil. Right. So again, break it apart. compost again, right? Yeah. Exactly. Just, yeah. Exactly. You're just repurposing it and you're putting it into your flower beds. And again, make or, sure the seeds are gone and cut it up. It's always about that seed because you don't want anything growing from that seed. So just make sure the seeds are out of there. Um, and, and it then just, you know, with ever, whatever's left over, you can just discard it. Yard waste bags. You can put, did you know that you can put your pumpkins in the yard waste bag? A lot of people think it's only green bin, but you mm. can, right. Yeah. You can put it into your yard waste bag. Um, just remove any candles, any leftover wax, anything that doesn't belong in a yard waste bag, remove it from that pumpkin or that jack-o'-lantern that you had, and then just put it into the yard waste bin, put it to the side when it's, when it's yard waste pickup and they'll take it. Same with your green bin. Okay, great. Awesome. A lot you can do with it. A lot. Certainly we didn't know, uh, I guess, unless you regularly do it, you might start learning those yeah. tips, but Mary's got them all for us. You want to talk uh, recipe time? I do. I do want to mention though, if you are putting it in your yard waste bag, make sure it doesn't exceed your uh, weight limit. 
for your area. I think here in Ontario is 44 pounds. Don't quote me, just make sure, double check that. But uh, you can definitely do that. Okay, yeah. recipe. Roasted pumpkin seeds, obviously. One of my favorites. Um, what I want you to do, get seeds from two large pumpkins. Then I'm going to ask you to put some olive oil aside and then in a small little bowl, add about a tablespoon of brown sugar, half a teaspoon of sea salt, an eighth teaspoon of paprika, an eighth of a teaspoon of cayenne pepper, and an eighth of a teaspoon of black pepper. Mix that up, set it aside. You're going to get to that in a second. We're going to remove the seeds from the pumpkin, cut out the top. Here's a hack. Use your hand blender. So you can scoop it out with a spoon, get your hands in there, dig it out with your hands. If it's a textural thing for you, get a hand blender and put your the two prongs of the hand blender inside the pumpkin and turn that bad boy on. That is going to clean out, move it around the inside of the pumpkin. It will clean out and remove every all that pulp from the side and of uh, the pumpkin inside. Next, take the, the take all that pulp and seed out, and you're going to place that because now you want to wash them and remove the pulp from the seeds. Put them into a bowl and fill it with water. Here's the other tip. There's going to be some that are loose that the seeds will float directly to the top. Scoop those out, put them in a colander, set it aside. And then in the water, use your hands. It's easier to remove those pumpkin seeds in the water from the, from the pulp than it is when you're doing it directly without the water that's involved. Because then it gets sticky onto your hands mm -hmm. and you're fighting with it and it's a whole process. But with the water, it's great because the minute you kind of smoosh it around underneath the water, anything that loosens up, they'll float to the top. You can just feel for it, pick it out and put it into your colander. Rinse them out, and then we're going to get a pot, boil some water on the stove, a little bit of salt, boil up those. Um, the, the amount of water I want you to put in is just enough to cover the pumpkin seeds. So it doesn't have to be, you know, entirely full, just enough to cover the pumpkin seeds. Boil that up for about, I want to say, 10 minutes, um, and then remove from the oven. Oh, I missed a step. I'm so sorry. You want to... <laughs> <laughs> remove them from the pot, drain them, and then put them back into the pot. Get your That's when you get your olive oil and your spices in there. Ooh, Mix okay. them up, stir it up, coat them, put them on a baking sheet, a rimmed baking sheet and lined with parchment paper. Spread it out into an even layer. Bake that in the oven at 350 uh, for about 10 minutes. And then remove them, stir, pop them back into the oven, 8 to 10 minutes more. Cool them and enjoy. So, Mary, to clarify, do you want us to toss them around in the pot afterwards on heat or just after draining them, uh, toss them around in the spices and then put them straight in the oven? Okay, so what you're going to do, I know because I mixed that part up, you're going to turn, when they start boiling, so after 10 minutes you've boiled them, turn the heat off, drain them. Once you've drained them, pour them back into that same pot because it'll, it'll, you don't have to dirty another bowl. Put them back into the same okay. pot, and that's when you kind of cover them with the olive oil as seasoning, right? Less mess is key. Mm. And then that's when you pour whatever's in that pot that you've coated, all those beautifully coated um, pumpkin seeds, that's when you pour them into the bake rimmed baking sheet. Got it. And that's where you bake it up. Got it. So you're just kind of um, cooking them a little before baking them. Ah, right. So exciting. I love pumpkin seeds. I usually don't take the time to do this, though, because I, I didn't know how long it would take. I knew it wasn't just a simple roast. Like, Well, you could. Yeah? I mean, you could. You, yeah, you don't have to boil them necessarily. It just adds that. It plumps them up a little bit. True. Yeah. Which is what I like. So it gives that a little extra plump. Yeah, because it sucks um, up the water, doesn't it? In exactly. That sense. Yeah. And the exactly. nice thing My is doing it this way means you can add whatever seasonings you want to it. Mm-hmm. 
which is exactly love. And you can make them as crispy as you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, before we have to get going, the latest mm-hmm. Kitchen Confession podcast episode, please. Episode 124, Spice, Food, and Wine with Beverly Crandon. So this one here was a lot of fun. Beverly Crandon is the second black female in Canada to become a certified sommelier. Beverly says there's a whole lexicon around wine that people find intimidating you know, and typically revolves around European regions and cuisine when you're drinking wine, right? You pair it with those two. So she started what's called the Spice Food and Wine Group, and this is to find common ground with others and then push the envelope with unconventional ethnic pairings. So in this episode, we talk about um, the food origins and influences that she explores to make the food and drink industry more exciting and more inclusive. That's nice. It it reminds Mm -hmm. me of just fusion overall, right? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Being able to bring two kinds of foods, recipes, places around the world together. And Uh, she's got some very interesting pairings. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Did butter chicken come up? I want to know what kind of wine to have with my butter chicken. (laughs) 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 <laughs> she taps into all of that jerk chicken, all of it, yes. everything, anything that's got a spice to it. Beverly is talking about it and pairing things up. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Okay. Thank you so much. And people can check that out on their favorite podcast platform. Uh, you enjoy your two weeks. We'll chat with you soon. Thank you. Mary Mamalidi of kitchenconfession.com, which is where you can go for her recipes Uh, all kinds of other conversations. She's also on social and, again, for the Kitchen Confession podcast. You can check it out on your favorite podcasting platform. We're going to step aside for a moment. Think, of course, about those pumpkin seeds. I'm just thinking spices. What ones do I love the most when we make them? Anyway, we'll uh, see what's coming up tomorrow on Now with Day Brown and preview our show right after this. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.